the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me again with Season Watch, and we'll start again with prayer as we certainly need it. Uh, Jesus, we just thank you for being our constant companion for your amazing promises that you will never leave us or forsake us. And for everybody out there right now who's just feels like they're walking in darkness, I just pray that you lift them and encourage them, answer their prayers, draw them close to you, God, and show them that you are the mighty God of Israel, that you change not. And so we just thank you for your promises in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, thank you for joining me. I want to remind you that we have a bumper sticker available um, that you could change the laws, but you can't change the truth. And so if you want uh, a copy of that or if you want a bumper sticker, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to the station here at KPRZ. And uh, you can get the information on my website, mywordsforhim.com. And uh, all the links here on the KPRZ uh, Season Watch page. And uh, I'd love to get that from you. Just send the envelope to me and I'll send you one or two. Just let me know. Um, So, friends, as we get closer to Jesus' return, the more we must be about his business. I've scheduled a few trips this year. I don't know if you've ever been on... A trip, but if you think about it, taking a trip, you know, the closer the trip comes, the more your everyday life has to pay attention to it, right? At first, you're just making arrangements, it's far off, uh, but you're still doing your regular life. Um, but there's a point where the trip is getting closer and it starts to consume your thoughts, all your planning, preparing, making lists and arrangements and buying things to go, right? That's what I'm experiencing this year. And the longer the trip, the more these plans take over. And there's a point where Um, you know, you have to just be completely consumed about that. Imagine if you're not just taking a trip, but if you're permanently moving away, right? You're moving to another city, and this is even more so true, right? So um, all your plans have to shift focus so that where you are now, uh, you stop thinking about that as much, and you start thinking about where you will be. There's this great shift in your heart as you begin to process the reality and thinking, I'm leaving here, I'm going to a new place, a new city. You have to wrap up your responsibilities here and know that there's a deadline on your time before you go. And soon you will be there. And that there's a point where you stop making plans for the future here and concerning your work or your friends or how things will be here. And you gradually, the things um, of our on our mind, we get consumed by uh, where we're going to go and we let go of 
where we are. And that's a big transition, and it's a hard process. And we may think we're going to miss the old ways and the old habits, but there's a point where this perspective is freeing, where you realize, I don't have to worry about the things here anymore. I'm going to a new place. And so as we turn our thoughts to the new place, um, we find that we have a great shift in perspective. And I think you could see where I'm going here with all this, is that it's just like our perspective concerning our soon departure to go to heaven with Jesus. And that when the rapture comes and we go and we ride out the tribulation with him in heaven, all the work here, it'll never be the same. It'll be over. There's a deadline. And so, um, friends, just uh, fasten your truth belts today as we talk about prepare you the way of the Lord, make his paths straight right? Because the Lord's coming soon and he's assigned us with the task of warning the world before we go. We should be transitioning from this ordinary life that we've lived to the new life that we're going to have. It'll never be the same. And before we go, we must finish strong to wrap up our obligations and assignments here and prepare for being there with him. And so these ideas are not new. We've been talking a lot about the idea of changing location uh, uh, very soon, and we have recognized, we've talked extensively about his coming soon. So the evidence is overwhelming for believers who choose to live with their eyes wide open to the spiritual things. All the prophetic evidence points that Jesus will return soon, and all the rapid currents verify these are the last moments. They are soon upon us. And remember what Jesus said in Luke 21, starting in verse 28. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. But take heed to yourself, lest your hearts you be weighed down with carousing and the cares of life and the day comes upon you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on those who dwell on the face of the earth. Watch, therefore, pray always you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And then he says in Luke 12, starting in verse 40, But you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find him doing his will. But that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. That sounds terrible. But friends, Jesus loves us, but he is serious about the kingdom. He suffered to pay a costly price for the whole world. And he's about saving souls, not about giving us a comfortable life. So there's a lot of fluff out there, a lot of uh, seductive doctrines designed by Satan to distract us. Uh, from our allegiance to the kingdom and the work that God has for us. So we must make knowing and sharing the truth our top priority because we're going soon. And uh, the writer of Hebrews, I don't know, probably Paul, who knows, warns that Jews who supposedly knew the scriptures all their life have failed to grasp deeper truths of Jesus and the word of God. And he suggests that they're just being childish and have a responsibility to grow up. He says in uh, Hebrews 5, verse 12, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again 
the first principles and oracles of God. And you've come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And the Bible also suggests that we have discernment about the times, about the seasons. God gives us so much uh, prophecy, information, and the Holy Spirit. And so he urges us to grow up, to take the responsibility to know these things. And it is time to get ready and grow up and be really ready. And so I don't know how much more needs to be said. Lord bless you if you're one of those people who are tracking with me and all along you're going, yes, Wendy, we see it. We're in the last days. I just want to encourage you to hang in there, persevere, keep speaking the truth, and keep warning others. Send this uh, link for the podcast to somebody um, who needs encouragement, if this encourages you. But if you're listening and you're not moved by all that's happening, if your plans for the future have not started to shift to his soon return, I don't know what else needs to be shown you. Listen to all the previous podcasts, maybe. But you will be as uh, those that Jesus describes who do not believe, and he could come any day. And he will come when you least expect it, because you're not looking for it. Are you expecting him now? Well, guess what? He could come because you're not expecting him. If not, Jesus just said that you'd be caught by surprise and you'd be counted among those servants who he would call unfaithful, right? We're supposed to long for his appearing. So is that you? Are you an unfaithful servant? Heaven forbid. I hope not. And if the idea sends you into panic, then this is the time to set your heart on the things above and his soon return, and you'll be counted among the worthy. It's not too late, all right? It's not about works. Remember James said in chapter 2, verse 17, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. I will show you my faith by my works. Well, we have the same principle. Talk is cheap, right? I hear a lot of Christians say pleasant, empty things, but they don't know the word, the prophecy, or where to even find basic biblical doctrines. Uh, And they say, oh, I'm fine. Me and God have an understanding. I've actually heard this. And it's like, is that your arrangement? The Bible doesn't apply to you? That That would be horrifying, wouldn't it? Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. And so if we know Jesus and know his word and have been saved from eternal death, then we will bear much fruit for the kingdom. It's just a spiritual principle. And I met a lot of people who call themselves Christian, but they don't know what's going on. And they literally tell me everything is just as it always was. People have been talking about the end of the world for centuries. Please, friends, don't let this be you. They are not expectantly waiting for Jesus's return. Why? Because they don't know him. And you can't know Jesus and not have it change your entire worldview. Jesus said in John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that you might know the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. And that's eternal life, is to know him. He also said in John chapter 14, 23, If a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. He that does not love me does not keep my sayings. Well, we want to keep his sayings. And the Greek word for keep here means to guard against loss, to watch, and to hold fast to his sayings and his word. Do you guard and hold fast to the word of God in your heart? Do you know it? Is it inside of you? Can you pull it out when you need it? So error comes from not knowing the truth. Friends, we have to study and know these things. 
The Bible says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Then we see in Hebrews 4 verse 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word is what is alive inside of us to guide us. And Jesus himself is the word of God. And so know it and you know him. That's, that's the principle. Friends, have you given your whole life to Jesus? And um, uh, he said in John fourteen twenty three that we, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, will make our abode with anyone who loves him and keeps his word. In that same chapter, verse 26, Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit will reveal these truths from the word of God. So, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things or bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. And he's a gentleman. He will not force his way in. He will only take as much of you as you permit to him. But that is God's desire, is to have all of you. And in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man comes in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. And so when you give your whole life to Jesus, he'll give you a hunger for his work, for his companionship, his kingdom, and to know his truths. And he'll give you wisdom in his word, love for others and for the lost, and a sense of purpose in your life, as Paul described in Ephesians 2. For by grace you are saved, through faith and not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not a works lest anyone should boast. For he, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has foreordained that we should walk in them. So each of us has a purpose that God ordained ahead of time for us, like uniquely uh, laid out for us, for our personality, for our interests, for the things that we're, he's talented us with. And it's for this time. And the gift of God through Jesus is not a comfortable life, but a life that's fruitful and multiplies souls for the kingdom in wherever way, whatever way that God uniquely created you to walk in. He's created you for certain works. And I submit that only you can do the works that he created for you. When you don't do them, we're missing them, right? And so we owe him such great devotion. If you think about it, we were condemned prisoners, right? We were standing on the scaffold of judgment with a noose around our neck, and some guy in the crowd uh, yells, hey, she didn't do it. I did it. I'm guilty. And he gets up on the scaffold and puts the noose around his own neck. And they pull the lever, and the platform drops, and he takes our punishment for us. And somehow we find our way off the scaffold, and we start walking around, and the reality of it hasn't hit us. And then we see him later, and there's the man who took our place from eternal judgment and eternal punishment. He took our place, and we walk up to him, and we shake his hand, and then we go on as if nothing had happened. No, 
That's not what you do. You meet the man who gave his life for yours, you must give him your life. That is a reasonable devotion. It's reasonable to serve him all the days of your life because you are already dead. So you have nothing left to lose. And right now, if there's somebody out there, you might even be contemplating death as the way out of your problems. And I tell you, I agree. Die to yourself and live for Jesus. Take his life into your heart and live a new life of joy and peace and restoration in the kingdom of God. It's the only joy. It's the only hope. And it's your purpose. And so give him your life. Friend, I urge you, whether it's your first time or your 10th time right now, ask forgiveness for your sins. Receive his gift of eternal life anew and devote your life to him as one bought from the very platform of the gallows. Devote your life to know him. Devote your life to serve him. Because the Bible says in Nahum 1.7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those that trust in him. Psalm 37.18 says, the Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil times. We want to be in his care. He is trustworthy. Ephesians suggests that God has foreordained the good works for you and that you fulfill a specific mission for God's kingdom in this time. And so I ask, are you intentionally walking in that mission? Can you honestly say to God, I'm seeking your will in my life and offer to you all that I am for your service? Can you say that to him? Friends, there's a deep lack of knowledge in the church today, and so many are resting in the little scraps of knowledge they have. They're not really walking with him. They're not really learning his word, his prophecies, his promises. The average Christian cannot even begin to defend the faith of basic tenets of the Bible. I hope that's not you. And if it's if it's not you, if you know a lot, know more. Learn more and be a guide to those who are struggling. And as Paul warned in Romans 10, uh, verse 14, How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? It is written, beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. How can we be fruitful and multiply if we don't know the basic truths of the Bible? Friends, there's no time to waste. If we love him, he's worthy of our devotion, of knowing him and his word. He's asked us to represent him on the earth and complete the work he started to save many souls and to seek that which is lost, to gather the sheep that will hear his voice by being ambassadors to this dark and dying world. And it's in your own way. He has a special way to send you, to use you, to make you a blessing, to make you a light. You just need to trust him and give him that opportunity to show you. You will love it, but you must devote yourself to him. And so I hope to stir up your hearts again in devotion to him. As the Bible says in Proverbs eight seventeen. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search with me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. Unfortunately, Isaiah 6, uh, 64, 7 says, but there's no one who calls on your name who stirs himself up to take a hold of you. Have you stirred yourself up? You must stir yourself up in the spirit to seek him. Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. 
These people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the commandments of men. Do you listen to commandments or the guides of men rather than the Bible itself? And then Revelation 3.15, I know we know this warning to Laodicea. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So then because you're lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. Ooh, you don't want to go through the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness be not revealed and the anointing of your eyes with eye that you may see as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Repent now, if that's you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I overcame as sat down with my father in his throne. Doesn't that sound glorious? He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. We must have our ears open. And instead of bearing God's name in vain and ignoring the good works he has ordained for us, we must seek God with all our hearts and renew our devotion to those eternal things. And so today I urge you to consider, is he good? Is he trustworthy? Is he worthy of your devotion? Is he worthy of your life, of all your hope, of all your praise? And right now, the persecution of Christians around the world is greater than any time in history, every day. People are suffering the loss of family, of jobs, real property. They're suffering injustices. They're being hunted and imprisoned, raped and tortured, and they suffer gruesome deaths for Jesus. And they also suffer witnessing these things happening to their family members, being told if you don't repent, if you don't, if you don't denounce Jesus, then we'll do these things to your family. And they must choose to follow Jesus in spite of the likelihood of these things. Would you be able to do that? This is a great question to ask yourself, to find out where you are with our walk. We're so, um, we're so, <laughs> we have it so easy here in America, and we're offended by such little things. And many of them can't even get a Bible, and they risk their lives trying to read one. And we've got three or four sitting around the house that have dust on them. So do <laughs> have we laid this much on the line? What would we lay on the line for him? You know, Jesus said in the last days, the love of the church would grow cold and that many would fall away. The epistles warned that they would not know the word and that they would be um, taking in the world's philosophies and accept the doctrines of demons. And I tell you, that's what I'm seeing in my conversations. I've met more Satanists and pagans since 2020 than ever before. It's just busting at the seams and people are lost. Many people just haven't heard the simple gospel of hope because this world is trying to keep it from them, but they can't keep us from speaking it. And time is running out. These times are perilous not because of physical things, but because of the spiritual battle is waging for the end times events. And we must know the Lord intentionally chose his side. And Oh, we must know the Lord and intentionally choose his side and sign up for his service. So um, just like many scriptures warn, like Revelation 12, 7, here's the war. The war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was their place found in them 
for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and the angels were cast out with him. Guess who he's picking on? And in uh, 1 Timothy 4.1, now the Spirit expressly says in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. But evil men, 2 Timothy 3.13, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You see the deception. In Colossians 2.8, beware lest anyone cheat you through vain philosophy and empty deceit according to traditions of men. And then uh, 2 Corinthians 4.1, therefore we see that we have this ministry, but we should not lose heart. We have to renounce the hidden things and reveal the gospel, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus our Lord and ourselves. We yield as bondservants for Jesus' sake. Can you do that? In verse 6, for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So we must move forward and share this light with others. And we see this battle is spiritual, and we must prepare spiritually. Ephesians 6.10 is, is well known. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all stand. And remember that Jesus is the light of the world. We carry that light in us. And we must renew our oath to the King of Kings and pledge our allegiance to him so that we can come under his protection and service for this great spiritual battle being waged all over the planet. And we must submit to the Lord, resist the devil, devote our hearts to him, devour the word of God, prepare to rightly divide truth, Ask the Lord to open opportunities to share the gospel and commit to no compromise in these things. Rejoice when we suffer because our, great, our reward is great in heaven and we share in his sufferings. And so please, as we begin to talk about how to share with others, I ask you now, prepare your hearts for that time. Prepare your hearts and know that this time we are with the Lord and he will make us mighty for his kingdom in jesus name until next time may god bless you all join wendy scott every saturday at 3 p.m on k praise for another episode of season watch previous episodes can be found through the k praise podcast platform where you can also access wendy's other platforms and contact links please email wendy with show comments questions or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources watch other teachings on her rumble channel wendy's words for him her fiction novel the lost a story of christmas can be found on amazon until next week watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the son of man 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.